so original sin it looks like this uh it looks like um i think in the span of the uh 10 minutes that i've been talking to you this morning i have touched my face approximately 100 times uh precisely because i know that i shouldn't um and i find myself just unable to resist the urge anybody else notice that uh, I never touched my face more than now that we're told that we shouldn't. Um, and that, that's what sin looks like, right? Sin looks like that inability to not do the thing that we know that we should not do. Um, Palm Sunday begins, Holy Week begins uh, with this story about... Um, what it looks like when Jesus enters Jerusalem. Uh, this is one of those times that... Uh, this is one of those times that I get to say, when I was in Jerusalem. When I was in Jerusalem, uh, we entered the city by the same route uh, that Jesus took. We went uh, up onto the Mount of Olives and came down the Mount of Olives. Uh, stopping uh, at a point halfway down, looking down over um, the city of Jerusalem, much like Jesus and his followers would have done. Uh, and you get up there and the whole city is laid in front of you. Um, and you realize that there are a couple of things happening in this passage from Matthew. Jesus' entry was not a little thing. It was a huge event. Jesus entered into Jerusalem and the people around him shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna to the son of David. And that little line is explosive. Hosanna to the son of David. The son of David is the king of Israel. Right, David is the king, and to call someone the son of David is to say that they are the heir of David's throne. It's to say that that person is called to rule over Israel, which is all fine and good except for somebody already ruled over Israel, the Romans and Herod. And so... Hosanna to the son of David says that this is the guy that's going to replace the Romans and Herod. Hosanna roughly translates as save us. Save us, the people said, from Rome. Save us from Herod. Save us from disease. Save us from all these things that are ruling over us. And that, friends, is a risky sentence. It's a threat to all the things that rule over us. In Matthew's gospel, verse 21, we, chapter 21, we ended at verse 11. Who is this, they asked, and the crowds answered, it's the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. 
But it goes on in verse 12 to say that then Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those who were selling and buying there. He pushed over the tables used for currency exchange and the chairs of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a hideout for criminals. The proclamation of Jesus' message is risky. There's a reason that on Palm Sunday, when we gather in person, we often read the passion story, the story of Jesus' trial and death. Because Passion Sunday, uh, Palm Sunday, the story of Jesus' triumphal entry, leads directly to his death and resurrection. It is risky to share the story of God. I think that's one of the primary reasons that we don't share the story about what God has done for us. Think about it. How many of us are afraid to talk about what God has done in our lives, to use language like, my life was transformed? to use language like God changed my life. Jesus changed my life. It's risky to expose how we really feel, what we really think. It's safer to say nothing so often, right? So how often, even during the midst of all this stuff that we're going on, does somebody say to us, how are you doing? And we say, what do we say? I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Great. But really, how often are we really great? How often are we fine? How often is that just a defense against telling people how we really feel, what we really think? We've talked this Lent about sharing our story. We've talked about the importance of where our story meets God's story. And it all comes to a head this week, this holy week. And here we see that there is a risk in sharing God's story. Jesus says to his disciples that none of you, none of you should follow me unless you are prepared to take up your cross. This is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to gather for Palm Sunday stuck in our homes during the middle of a quarantine when we would like to be gathered together. It is not an easy thing to have faith in the midst of a global pandemic, it is not an easy thing to prepare for resurrection while looking statistically at illness and death. It is not an easy thing to celebrate when our economy is at the lowest point it has been at in quite some time. But we, we are not called to the easy thing. We are called to be faithful. We are called to share the story of what God's done. Maybe we start with a little risk. When someone says, how are you doing? Don't say fine. 
Tell the truth. Are you feeling lonely during this global quarantine? Anxious? Worried? Maybe you're actually enjoying some of this time. I am. Maybe you started a new hobby. But not just fine. We're all those things together. We're celebrating Holy Week in a new way this week. We won't be in church on Thursday and Friday and Sunday. No lilies to decorate with. We aren't starting outside this morning as we worship. But Holy Week actually started just like this. The original Holy Week celebrations took place in Palestine, in Jerusalem, in the places where these events happened. And they discovered that not everyone could make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And so they brought these practices back to Europe to be celebrated during a week, to be celebrated in homes, to be celebrated in local communities. It's where we got the process that's known as Stations of the Cross. I'll post a link about the Stations of the Cross to our Facebook page. Stations of the Cross were designed to experience the events of Holy Week when we can't gather together or travel to Jerusalem because of economic needs or the risk of a plague. That's where it started. This week, we also shout Hosanna. Son of David, save us. Save us from our fears and our worries. Save us from a collapsing economy. Save us from an unknown illness. Save us from all the things that haunt us this week. And we know that proclaiming Hosanna is a risk. That it will not make our lives easier but it will instead place us in the middle of the danger where we love and care for the most vulnerable among us, where we meet our story with God's story, where the risk of our story of being exposed to others is met with the story of the God who risked everything for us. I'll be posting links for ways to join us for worship on Thursday and Friday. Uh, we'll be worshiping on Zoom uh, because it gives us an opportunity to see one another's face. Uh, so those links will be on our Spirit of Joy Facebook page, and I hope you'll join us for Friday, Thursday and Friday. Uh, it's an important part of our celebration together. But most importantly, I hope that you will continue to step out in vulnerable faith, to tell the story of how the God of Palm Sunday, the God who entered triumphantly into Jerusalem, risking everything, has walked alongside you in your life. This is a new sort of Holy Week. And we continue to be physically distant from one another, but we are spiritually connected through this story that has changed the world today.
Amen, friends. Amen.